0: we am going to catch a few things here and there when he's done, but he has just taken care of himself. Maybe one more to that opportunity. Yes. Yes. Anybody else? There's another one. shape in Christ and more like Him as He's planning on getting here than the Lord this past year. But here's the issue. Is I want to give you something to focus on next year. Saying, I need to grow in the Lord and I need to be more like Him and uh, we need to focus in on the God really what wants to do. It's with me to Galatians chapter 5. We need to say, where is my growing point? I need to increase in faith there's areas I need to tell people about Jesus. But here's an area that many times is overlooked because a free grace in God does instantly make us like Him. And, and we have the nature, a uh, spiritual nature that we did not have. And yet the problem is we still have the physical nature that we did have. And so, when we come to the Lord, He does completely forgive us. He completely buries uh, our sins in the depths of the deepest sea. But part of our growth and development is that we are now to start feeding those aspects that are like Him, rather than going back and feeding the aspects of our old nature. Our old nature has been crucified with Christ, so therefore we have the power to make decisions about how we act and how our life should be. And so, because my nature, the power, it was hung there with Jesus. And I want you to say that with me. My old nature was hung on the cross with Jesus. So I have power over it. So I have power over it. That's right, right. And so uh, we recognize the fact that when Jesus died, we buried our sins in the depths of the deepest sea. And, and, and no more to remember against us. But we all know that for maybe a, a day or so, we are totally like Jesus. But then as we begin to grow in the Lord, we find out there are some days that we're like Jesus, and our responses are like Jesus, and we're becoming more like him. And yet, then we, are, we have those days where the old flesh rises up and begins to interfere and you know, that's the times that people looking around and go, if that's a Christian, I don't know if I want to be one. And you say, well, what's wrong with that person? Do they not uh, know Jesus? Why would they act that way? Uh, because until we gain victory over some of these areas of the flesh, that we have the power to do, we many times in the wrong moments, we revert back. We act like we did before we were saved momentarily. And that is a terrible witness, and it's also a defeat, and it's an area where the enemy can trip us up. You know, the suggestion of the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of the flesh are not something that we're just waiting around for it to grow or waiting around for it to die. But it is a work of faith that we are saved instantly. Uh, But it is also a work of faith that we need to work on making decisions and choices about sowing to the Spirit rather than sowing to the flesh. And we all have that ability. And the Bible tells us, it reminds us very clearly, that uh, what you sow... Uh, and so, if we're looking forward to a good year, yes, God's got plans to bless us out of our gourd. He's got plans for all of us. But when we, when we regularly sow to the flesh, we hinder what God wants to pour out on us. Many times we even bring it to a halt because uh, of the fact that we are acting like the old person we used to be. Now, as we grow in the Lord and the knowledge of the Lord we study His Word, and our goal is Jesus Remember something, and you don't realize this, for the church, that when he returns, one of the first things he's going to look for the church is, are we like him? Is that not right what he says? Are we not like him? Uh, How many realize that even though I know I'm completely saved and I'm on my way to heaven, there are many times I'm not like him? Okay, now, there is the area that we need to go to work and let the Holy Spirit go to work and help us to begin to sow more to the Spirit than to the flesh. Now, here are some of the characteristics. We sometimes think, well, the fruit should be something that just starts hanging uh, out there, but sometimes we need to take seriously some issues that still have a hold on us and hinder the love of the Lord and the joy of the Lord uh, from flowing in us. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. And let's look at the fruit or those things that manifest out of the flesh. And I remember, any time I sow to one of these things, even as a believer, what does it say? Sowing to the flesh does what? Brings death. So here I am full of the Lord Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, and yet there are things that I can do that just begin to, to squelch What God is wanting to do in me. And so we look at the the fruit or the manifestations of what our old nature can produce and what we have come out of, and yet we find as Christians, we still allow these things many times to surface, and then we don't aggressively go after the fruit of the Spirit, which many times we have to deal with one piece at a time to get it moving. And so we look here in uh, verse 21 of Galatians 5. I'm just going to read some of the issues that are of the flesh. This is what our flesh wants to sow to. Remember, we are in the Spirit now, too. But the flesh didn't go away. How many know your flesh didn't go away, but it got what? Crucified. Okay, so the power first starts with the fact that I, in Christ, my old nature has been nailed to the cross. So it's power to make me do something is not there. I do want to conclude here in this thought that but Satan cannot make you do anything. How many of you have ever heard of you say, oh, I, should, I don't know why I did that. The devil made me do it. And I'm going to go, no, he didn't, because he can't make you do anything you don't cooperate with. Well your hear an amen to that so many times our own nature picks up and, and must just start operating in these things. But so this is what we've been saved from, and what the Lord wants to totally free us from, and to become more like Christ. And here he's simply saying is these things are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, and strife. Let me tell you all that strife I've seen in the years growing up in the church. People just so filled with Jesus supposedly, but are really good fighters. And we go, Those things, they, these know, things don't have no comparison. You don't work with that. either a, a strike maker or you're a peacemaker. Jealousy, anger, ill temper, selfishness. These things are just natural to the flesh. Divisions, uh, party spirit. I was studying this. How many of you ever thought about party spirit? Party spirit is our unwillingness to take a stand for righteousness, and we go with the flow to make people happy. We want everybody happy, so how many times do we keep our mouth shut? That's a sin. That's a sin of the flesh. We want, we want to fix the situation. We want to be nice. But we don't want to take a stand for the Lord. And so we, we go along with it. Set, uh, he said, and, and factor the sex and with particular opinions and heresies, envy, and drunkenness. Browsing and and the like, I'm a for as I did previously, that those things we do such things, I want you to hear this clearly, why it's so important that we deal with these to You say, aren't I saved? Oh, yes. You're saved because God says you're saved. But on the other hand, we cannot allow these things to continue to function because they begin to destroy what God has in mind for us. He says, people who do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's pretty, pretty clear there. So, but we're not going to deal with this as a heaven or hell issue. We're going to deal with this as the fact that we need to begin to move to become more like the Lord. And there's such power in that. So it's to be like Jesus. And of course as we read on here, we look at the fruits of the Spirit. And that's what we want to look at here. What is Jesus really like? And what is it if it's not really functioning the way it should, that we need to be in the Word of God and taking you one piece at a time and gaining victory in that. But it is. Well so that's a nice nice huh? word. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So these things are like Jesus, and yet we are called to what to allow them to what function in our lives. How many, how many times we need to be more loving? Many times you go, I know I need to be more loving, but Lord, uh, I want to make a choice. To love. The issues of the Lord Jesus Christ are not based upon feelings, but upon choices. And so you as a believer, you need to make a decision, I'm going to love and i love people. And many times I don't feel like it, because I don't think they deserve it. I feel like I'm angry at them, I'm upset with them. Uh, but if I'm going to do like Christ as a Christian this year, I need to make a choice to, to love. How many know that you can get off that work for Christ? Get off the love of Jesus. Jesus wants us to be, make a choice to love. How many know that you can be uh, angry and go, I, I make a choice to love that person? I about choke on it sometimes. But I need, we need to work on this. Amen. We need to, if God, if this Lord says, I want you to be like me, and if it wasn't possible for us to do this, uh, then, then he, he wouldn't have to ask us to do that. He said, I want you to love as I love, Let me love through you. But so you have to make a choice. Church, you cannot become more like Jesus based upon your feelings. We're into that. You cannot base anything. If Jesus says, I want you to love your enemies... If you waited around to feel like you love your enemies, it probably won't happen. The Lord, that person is driving me crazy, but I can love them. I can pray for them. I can bless them. In fact, I pray for them until my feelings change. He says, so make a choice. As we look forward to this coming year, he said, what you sow is what you're going to reap. How many would love to see more love your way? You know, from others. Jesus said, okay, you want that? You make a choice to, love you know, people, what you put out. And of course, so your weeping reaping is all the way through the Word of God, and so and the of spiritual principles as well. You want more love flowing towards you? So you put it out. It starts in Genesis and works this way. What you put in the ground is what comes back. What you sow in the Spirit is what comes back to you. Joy. I have to make a decision not to get up in the morning and break. I have to make a decision uh, you know I know it's not so bad now but I know my wife I uh, almost needed to pour coffee into her uh, through her veins uh, for the first hour of getting up And uh, but we have to make a decision this morning because of what Christ has done for me I'm going to rejoice in the Lord I'm going to a word in fact you don't always feel like rejoicing okay and, and that's where the enemy comes in and tries to rob you and you go, I really don't feel very joyous this morning. <laughs> but I am not walking this walk with my feelings. And so the Lord says, I can do this. Remember, he said, the power to keep me from being joyous is nailed nail to the cross. So it's up to my will to say, I will be joyous. Joy is never based on your circumstances. Joy is based on the work of Calvary. Amen? Here's where your joy comes from. If you're walking around going. everybody would do just everything I want them to I would be happy and I to go well that's not going to happen and and you want the joy of the Lord operating in you you better make up your mind you want to be joyous and you can be not because it's all going right but because I can because Jesus has made it possible for me to experience his joy peace how many times that we should shut our mouths and we keep things going even in the home because we have not made the decision, first of all, today we're going to operate in the peace of the Lord. We're any meant to that. Today, I'm going to live at peace. I want my heart to be at peace. I want my soul to be at rest today. So I'm going to choose to do what God says to do. Now, how many know that as soon as you are angry and have unforgiveness in your heart, the peace goes out the window? They're not have to deal with it and just have to deal with it this week. Patience i spent a whole life going on going, I'm impatient. But I'm going to tell you something, that is not a godly attribute. God says, I want you to gain victory in the area of patience. And so as I was preparing this message, I you know, you don't remember the total aspect of what it was, but it had involved my wife, I got impatient. But I guess what, when you want the Holy Spirit to bring the truth to your heart, to your will, And I said, Lord, uh, right now, I'm getting very impatient. I'm a very patient person. But this is not an attribute of you. I don't care what your father or mother or grandparents were like. You are in Christ. And we can gain the patience of the Lord in our lives. So, Lord, I choose to be patient. Now, when I first said that, I wasn't very patient at the moment. I said, Lord, help me. You, that should be our prayer as we welcome the Lord. And as Joyce Meyer says, the, great, the most important prayer she praises all day long as I'm endeavoring to be like Christ is, Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I can't do this by myself. I can't make these things up. I can't make joy up. I can't make peace up. But I can choose it. And remember, when you make a choice to do it God's way, you are sowing a seed in the kingdom of God that will restore the mutual point of life. These things that are contrary to what we're talking about here are things that steal our life. And Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, which you might have it. Lord, strike. You know, uh, we say, well, if it weren't for that person, I would be at peace. I believe well, we are the ones who are supposed to stop the strife. need to make a decision, I want to strike for them. Sorcery. Or control. Those are aspects that we need to lay down. So, peace and patience. And here's a biggie. Now, how many love to be treated kindly? I see your hand. We love you, The Bible says you want kindness coming your way. What is he telling you to do? So are not things that we go, well, I know we should. How many times have you heard people say that? I know I should be kind. But we don't have a clue that we are disrupting God's plan for us when we are not being kind. That's not something we learned at Sunday school I and mean, you know, Jesus just wants us to be kind. Jesus wants us to be loving. And Jesus, no, 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 these are issues that will cause you to grow and your life growing in you. If you ignore it, it will rob you. Remember Satan is it is around to, to, to rob and to steal from you. So as I'm starting this new year, how do I begin to be sure that I'm going to be experiencing the word of God? Because I'm going to choose to be kind. And I've done that many times. i set up to be kind, and it doesn't take very long until I run into a situation that does not call for kindness. But guess what? I chose to be kind. Don't wait to feel. I think feelings is one of the most deceptive and defeating aspects of the church. Where everything you know we start with Jesus. I just I just feel Jesus Well, the problem is. And that's good. But if you're not feeling Jesus, then you don't think he's anywhere around. But we're operating and I know Jesus is here. And I know and whether I feel him or not, uh, this is a rock of faith, kindness, and goodness. I want to be kind, or being good to people. Being servants to people. These are Christ-like things. you want to experience the life this coming year? I'm I one time before with us. I was really suffering from some real, depression. And the pastor invited her. He was going to a nursing home. And he said, why don't you go with me to a nursing home? And uh, why don't you uh, join me? And so sure she did. And she got there and began to understand the people being kind to of them and, and reaching out to them So on the way home She said, oh, this is one of the best days I had not even pastor This is one of the best days I have had and The pastor looks at her As if are driving promises Now I'm going to be coming back here next week Would you like to come back again with me? And she goes Oh yeah, but I can't do this thing, all the time Sometimes we as God's people We know what brings happiness that we're either too busy or we don't think it's important. If you want to experience kindness in this life? Sow it. Deliberately. Do it. Don't wait for your situation. That's why many times we don't get any further with the Lord. And now He doesn't run away from us. But the, the privilege of experiencing the life that flows out of us. Because we are not following him in these aspects. And making a decision to do them. Now outside of Jesus, we couldn't do these things with Jesus we can do that I said the kind of goodness be good to someone Uh, you know have their mouths for their actions for people that have made up faithfulness faithfulness so we're really going to be just at the start of the year about being faithful I'll tell you why many people don't grow spiritually through the year not because you're doing things terrible but yet some of us have not made up our minds that Jesus is first. your faithfulness to the Lord determines the joy and the peace that comes out of you I appreciate Elaine on Sunday when he said about being in church he said you know made a decision to be in church this morning about 25 years ago. And the Lord just goes over and over and says, forsake not the gathering together. Forsake not the gathering. Put me first. Put my ministry first. Put your meeting with the congregation first. In our society today, in the Christian world, if I don't have something more important to do, be there. And then we wonder why many times we do not experience the fullness of God. Because he is not first. And we're easily deterred. And we're easily put away. We're not taking these things seriously. And so I, I would suggest to you, not for the sake of, if I were here for your sake in this coming year, uh, as you heard my son say, <laughs> you would have to call the rescue squad to stay at home from church because we would not have it. Uh, and we and think of it as, because there's a power in putting God first. Do so I hear an amen to that? In your time, in your giving, in your being part of the body of Christ. The, now, this time, vacation, so we're not, I've just want saying it. Are you putting the things of God first? Are you putting your brothers and sisters first? Are you putting, well, you want to grow in the Lord? Get serious. There's a young man sitting here today that just comes a few weeks That he said, I never started growing into the Lord until I what got serious about putting him first. And I'm gonna repeat that. You want experience God? Put him first. And when you put him first, you put the things of the church first, where you gather with your body of believers that are in Christ Jesus. I say I'm gonna say I feel it. What? the things of God first you want to really do it up right ask God to get you up at 6 o'clock so he put his time with the Lord first <laughs> I was watching TV the other night and he said he about his dad he said boy well, he was a prayer warrior and I hate this is going all the stream he said dad always said the best for the Lord and so and first for the Lord and he was, he was a black gentleman, and he, he said he'd get up five, four at 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, take a shower, and dress before he'd go into the presence of the Lord. he said to him one time, you know, Dad, why do not you get up and dress? Me? And put on a tie, and he just did this, and so he said, listen, I should be more aware of what I, what, how I'm honoring the Lord than honoring any person. And God is first to me and I honor him. And I want to be dressed for the occasion. And he said he was a mighty warrior. Now that's not a law in the word of God. But I'm going to tell you something. You start putting the word first this year. And with your giving, with your tithes, God so wants to bless us. almost bless us if I say that and you said well, you said that before. I know God has blessed you financially this year. But you start putting God first with every area of your giving. And not only are you experience the joy of the Lord in a greater measure, but coming here you're going to see a prosperity in your life, spiritually and materially you've never seen. But we hear those things, but we never take them really, 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 really serious. And uh, my word to you this morning is: get serious with God. I'm not your own personal life. How you do things with Him? Where you put Him? You know, when people used to show up for Sunday, there a company coming. I, mean, I was churches that I grew up in, the company was uh, either left home or they came to church home. Company didn't keep you home. Because do what you doing, you're putting company ahead of church. I said, put should be split. Uh, that's the truth. Now, you can do it your way. I'm telling you, you want God to bless you? <laughs> then you need to start putting him first, financially in every other area. Now, try it. If you don't believe me, try it. He said, he says, seek me what? First. What's that mean? <laughs> first. Any other interpretation of that? First. Make sure that the church of God, and that includes business meetings, the work of God, you have made a commitment to the church, and we need to be first. He we said, well, that's old-fashioned. Well, we, we, those old-fashioned people have, have some good joy in their hearts. And so, as we come to the year, what I want to put you first, the ways way that you know, he becomes first is treat your wife right. Amen? He we said, well, he said, do that but you don't know her. And he said, that. put him first, his word. Okay? And faithfulness and gentleness. And here's something, depending on our personalities, sometimes we're not very gentle. You know, I I try to come across funny sometimes, and I go, that wasn't very gentle. Gentleness is treating people with a sense of, of value treating people with a sense of uh, walk in walking into the church, treating each other with a sense of uh, awesome. I remember what the Lord did say? So well, how did you get people in this? Because the Lord said, when you do it unto the least of these, my brethren, you do it unto me. So when you put your brothers and sisters first, and, and leading, helping them meet their needs, you're doing that as unto the Lord. Self-control. And here's the one I've been winking at for a long time. And Lord, really, uh, there's no winking. God wants to use us. If we don't take control and put in order our lives with His help, there's areas that He cannot take us into. There's areas that He cannot use us the way He wants to. Because the Lord doesn't do anything flamboyant. And, <laughs> and He wants us to do things in decency and order. So I'm not just saying legalistically, but take care of your life. And here's how bad one I am. Uh, uh Lord wrote around Take care of your health. I, I know some people don't do that. At least I think they do. Take care of your body. We don't realize that our bodies are given to us by the world. And he wants us to be around long time so he use us more. So take these things seriously. We fall into the characteristics of the Lord Jesus Christ and put those things first in the coming year. We get asked the question again. How many are enjoying the Lord, enjoying life all the more this year? And I can guarantee you. because He says, what you're putting out, what you're putting out. Uh, he said, you know, uh, what's going on? I say, are you okay? How we treat people? How we treat ourselves? Our, our commitment to the house of God, in our area of finances. To uh and what's the tithing here so many instances? And his visit he said, Why is the mission of tithing? Uh, is are you having trouble paying the building? And the person he said it to he said, No. Elected boys gonna pay the enough. Uh folks, when I speak of tithing and giving I always want to remind you, God doesn't want your money. So you don't have to have it; God will supply it somewhere else. But you constantly—you cannot, I do it. You cannot be a non-tither and experience the joy of the Lord in your heart, because you are deliberately being disobedient, and disobedience robs from you the joy of the Lord. And then, secondly. It removes the fear of your future. And so when I speak of it, believe me, it's not for us, it's for you. And if you haven't started and haven't started giving, uh, do it this year. And for heaven's sake, don't ever give the excuse you can't afford it. Yeah. In, our, in our household, we cannot afford but to give That's how we've made it. Amen. Else say Amen. To that. That's how we've made it. And there's nothing more joyous than that. But if you continue to try to experience the fullness of God, and continue to hear about tithing and know the Word of God, and you don't do it, you'll never get blessed. By and so that's why to are up So that we may experience the fullness of God and all His power and all His might. God is so good. Isn't he? So, um, let me tell my son's story. Let me tell my son's story. They were in Florida last two weeks ago. And the Lord spoke to his wife about them. Let me sure. While uh, they were there, before they left, the Lord spoke to them. Spoke to them of what they should do. And uh, they weren't giving to get, and to but it was the Holy Spirit. So, and uh, so, my son said, "I was a and that was the message, which is great. And he said, more uh, than we have to give him up. And, and so, uh, he said, we came home. And we never gave any more thought. He said, I really, I felt good when we did it. But he said, well, I wasn't it very specific the of the one being of the But the message was on responding to the word of the prophet and doing what the prophet said. And so they asked, they responded. And uh, they came home. And uh, this is her story, two weeks ago. They came home and uh, went up to the door by way. And he said, somebody that I was afraid of, but I didn't really, didn't know well, they didn't know us real well. You know, anything about any needs or anything of the sort. And here's how God works. He said, well, uh, when preachers on TV do this. I'm just making you aware that there's many ways of giving, especially starting your tithes. But be uh, obedient to the voice of the Lord, not only to the, the word, but the spirit. And the uh, gentleman walked up to the Lord and David recognized him. And he said, uh, David, he said, uh, it's good to see you. He said, uh, he knew nothing, nothing. David hadn't seen him for ages. And uh, the gentleman said, uh, David, I want you to uh, be aware that the only reason I'm here today is that God has spoken to my heart. I'm supposed to give you this. David was sort of baffled. He didn't know what it was. And he said, I'm supposed to give you this. So the gentleman, he said, like the gentleman. And he left, went off the porch, and uh, uh, David opened the envelope, and uh, the Lord said he would uh, multiply it ten times. He opened the envelope, and there was a check for a thousand dollars. Ten times in the day. And and because he obeyed the voice of the Lord. God did I said David I'm so glad you experienced that because there are many ways of doing God does speak to the prophet at the time how you want to give but we all can listen to the word of God and time. I just show you that that God wants on the earth and so we have needs here today we need to start consulting with the Lord show me how to give show me how to get give my way out of this and, and because God does work that way not to, it necessarily make you rich I also heard a gentleman the other day, he said, you know, he said, well, I don't need God to prosper me like that. And uh, one preacher said, hey, listen, if God's wanting to prosper you, it's not just for you. He said, there are all kinds of people around you that have needs, you have children that have needs, you have grandchildren that have needs, and he said, God is supposed to prosper you so you can be a blessing to all of those. Amen? Now, there's no room for selfishness and hoarding in the kingdom of God. That God wants to bless us to be able to be a blessing. Say that with me. God wants to bless me that I may be a blessing to those that have need. In the kingdom of God. Yes, yes. Self-control, Father, that I might be able to take my time. Uh, there's another, it took me a long time to uh, get God first and first time. I've been doing about, 10 years, about 20 years now. I could never get up early in the morning for the Lord. Because, Lord, you know I'm not a morning person. I mean, you've never told the Lord that. <laughs> Lord, you know I'm not a mur- morning person. But I'm going to tell you something. I finally said to the Lord one day, I said, Lord, I, um, you really are speaking to me about putting you first. And I'm not telling you to make a law out of it. But I do know you're speaking to me, now, so I really need your help because I'm not a morning person. And so I said, Lord, I'm going to turn it over to you and ask you to help me. So, Lord, if this is you speaking to me, I'm going to ask you to wake me up. I went to bed, and at 5.30, my eyes went open. And, of course, I thought, well, that's a bathroom call. So I went to, and uh, so I did that, and I came back and I go, I'm boy. So I go, I might as well get up. And then by the time I'm getting up, I remember what I just told the Lord. I'll tell you something: if you were start praying God first, He will help you do it. If you ask for His help, He will help you do it. So the next morning I go, well, that may be just coincidence. So the next morning. Uh, 30. And so about the third morning I began to realize that God took me seriously. And I haven't said any long thought since. And I want you to hear me. What does it put me up? It took me a while to take get serious about some of these things. I'm sharing with you for these things that are so important to the Lord that this is not law. This is allowing the fruit of the Spirit become a living reality in your life. Ask Him to help you so that you might experience the fruits of God's love and joy. Nobody says it has to be. Early in the morning, He said that to me. <laughs> so they're not making a law here, okay? I mean, you're not going to do it you're just because the preacher tells you When God speaks to you, but He wants you to be first. Put Him first. Put Him first. Put Him first. And let Him honor and glorify you. Why does he want to be first? Because he is number one. He's at the top because without him, you have nothing. So hear an amen. He wants to to be your Lord. He wants to be. So honor him and put him first and allow the Lord to allow you to grow in the knowledge of him. And then continue to sow and uh, bring you up your growing spiritually. If flesh is no longer ruling totally, I still have a ways to go. I don't have a ways to go. I get into Galatians and say, Lord, show me how. Take it one thing at a time. Study what, what the Bible says about gentleness and kindness and peace. I say, Lord, I want that in my life. I don't want it to be a part-time deal. I want it to be working in my life. That I may truly be one of your kids. Stop making excuses. For are not making it or be I want to remind you of something here. This is not an issue of heaven or hell. This is not an issue that we are saved or not. We're saved by the blood of Jesus. Amen. But this is an issue of growing spiritually and experiencing a fullness, a greater fullness of getting to know the Lord better. Every time we, what, he said, if you love me, do what? Oh, that's what we're saying. If you love me, put me first. If you love me, obey what I say. And when you do that, God has so much, so much in store for each one of us in this coming year. I, are you excited about this year? And I, I am. And I believe we're going to see a harvest. So I don't, that's thing really about self-discipline, so that we are, we're disciplined to get, help deal with the harvest is coming really great of God's Spirit around the world that's coming. And you said but I thought the Lord was coming. He is. But this is the revival and the harvest before he returns. Amen? This is a great harvest that he's been drinking. So as we come this year, get into the things of the sowing to the Spirit. rather really, than to the things of the flesh. Stop making excuses for the things of the flesh that you still fail in. Uh, And if you do fail on them, Lord still doesn't look down on you. He says, do what? You can <laughs> Get him under the blood and get out there. And I say, Lord, I'm going to take your word, and I want to move kinder, so in kindness some greater measure. I want to show mercy. He said, so "Those. So you show mercy, you experience mercy. What you put out is what God, and if you don't put it out, then God can't love. Does he love you? Has He saved you? Is He holding you? Yes. But how many want, don't want to stay exactly where you are right now? We want to do more move into the kingdom. Right? I hear an amen to that? We want to be more like the Master. We're not, we're not stri- striving for being perfect. We're striving to be more like Him. And I trust that it's coming here and it's coming here that we will. We will make some of those decisions. And when you do and you start getting some victory, tell it. It encourages others. Say, Lord, you know, I'm really making some headway with this. And you can do it because without Christ I can do nothing, but I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can't be like him without his help. Amen. And I can't be like him without recognizing my own nature as to the cross. And, and so I am his, and he's got plans for me. And I want to disclose the first thought I didn't teach you this not long ago. God has, don't you hear the first slide? We always go around saying God's got a plan for my life. And he does. But I don't, think how, I don't think how serious that is. God has something planned for everyone that's in born on the earth. that only you can do in this coming year, as we start settling in for Lord, lead me in that I'm here for. It. The purpose that God has given us to be sent here is still in place. Let's begin to move okay, to allow that to before. That's when we know that God I say that sometimes God has a plan for my life. We sit here today be under a new year, and I want really you, he really And can grab that and believe that. The issue of, uh, of feeling insecure, inadequate, worthless, it starts moving. Because without purpose, we feel those things. Why so don't you take your hand right now and say, the Lord has a plan. something that only he has plans and has made me to be able to fulfill it. I have a unique purpose. And it came to me in my creation. It's when you unfolded in me through Jesus on the cross and in the power of the Holy Spirit. I have purpose. I have plans are unfolding in me. And he's continuing to unfold it. It will continue to unfold it. And it's coming in. I receive that. And I really see that as truth. I receive that as truth. I receive that as truth. Thank you, Truth. And we see one spirit of the Lord's Father. That's good. And we see we you we the Holy Spirit. And we see anticipating you here. You know what I speak? You're a blessing of this combination. Prosperous. And we grow in who you are, Jesus. And we grow in being like you, Jesus. And we grow and see souls saved. And we grow and see more miracles? I loose miracles of this congregation. I lose the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, without you we can do nothing. But with you, we can be like you. And we glorify you.